The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Today on the show on Fantasy Football Today, which Eagles running back is going to be the good one? Is Chris Godwin going to get going this week? Is that Chargers-Vikings game going to live up to the hype? Is the weather going to be a big factor? We're finally going to preview the Patriots-Jets game. I know you all are waiting uh, at the edge of your seat for that one, and we'll recap Thursday Night Football. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Adam, Dave, and Jamie. And uh, what would you guys think of that game last night? I was shocked. It was felt shockingly close through three quarters, and then ended up being an 18-point game. Well, hey, I mean, the Giants offense showed up in the first half for the first time all season. Yes. That was Three great. points. <laughs> a miracle. Uh, uh, they're still throwing flags on the defense. Oh, brutal. That and was the, rough. The, the 49ers just converted another third down. How did you feel about the whole Trent Williams thing? What was the Trent Williams thing? That he threw a punch and then oh. get injected. Uh, actually, I didn't see him throw a punch. I saw that little scuffle. Hey, at you the and end the refs. At the first half. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the Giants board after the game. They think the Giants probably would have won if uh, he had gotten ejected. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Um, did you see the pool report after the game? The no. ref said, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't see enough evidence." Like what? <laughs> like, <you wouldn't> <laughs> and, and and what is the and Deshaun Watson didn't no no pet no uh, for what he he shoved the ref. You can't do that. He should have oh, had some type of punishment. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that wouldn't have had any bearing on the game. I don't no, think. But no. uh, look, we. We saw what we said would happen. No Brandon Ayuk, and there would be George Kittle. And sure enough, there was George Kittle. Uh, you said this last night, Adam, and we did F15-5, that he probably would have had a decent game. But this was nine targets was great. Seven catches was great. You know, and, and he looked like George Kittle again. So if there is something, you know, uh, obviously the Brandon Ayuk manager wants to see him out there, and, and as do we all. But there's this is the, the, the flip side of this, is that, you know, when, when one guy is missing – Somebody else is going to step up. Well, both guys stepped up, you know, but but Debo, I think, would have been fine. Dave, the Giants should have sent more pressure last night. 
<laughs> they they sent a blitz on 85% of their defensive snaps. Amazing. It, it, th- to put that in context, last year for the entire NFL, the highest amount was 65%. So, so it might be the highest blitz amazing. rate ever. It's uh, insane. Purdy had, you know, Purdy had his second best fantasy game in the regular season. He scored 24.4 <laughs> points and got off to kind of a slow start. Uh, so oh, what'd you do? Did you play Purdy or wait out, bro? I played oh, I that Purdy. Me too. Yeah. And then I had a Burrow Daniel Jones league and I picked up Stafford in that league. And Sat right. Jones, but right. I don't know. This didn't feel like the most fantasy relevant game. I mean, in terms of storylines, but I think the tight ends are the storylines. People are fired up at at Darren Waller, calling him a bust. It seems like they've Hello. completely forgotten what happened in week two when he had a really big game. He had like fourteen PPR points. Um, he had what six catches for seventy six yards, so thirteen point six. You you say Bilo? Would you rather have Kittle or Waller rest of season? I would rather have Waller rest of season. Hold on, wait. Is Ayuk out for the season? No. He's probably going to come play. You, you know the answer to that. He's coming back next week, most likely. Kyle Shanahan said that if the game was on Sunday, he probably could have played. I, I, I think Waller is the, a good buy low. He he blocked a decent amount in this game, which I think he, he had to do. a decent amount in this game. <laughs> he, were, were they drops or were they off-target throws? Well, or was there were a lot of drops in that game. Uh, I, I think there were some off-target throws, but he got his hands on a couple of passes, too. <laughs> the interception was definitely a drop. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think right. that, that one that one felt like the most egregious of them all. There were three total. And it also felt like he took a business decision on a slant catch that he had earlier. And he didn't look as explosive as he did earlier this season. So I'm a little nervous. You can call him a buy low. Just don't 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 give up like what you'd give up for a player that was taken in the fourth round. Because I'm not sure he's going to be very consistent. And we know that he's older. We know that he's injury prone. We know the schedule is going to get tough. Um, get tough. I mean, I don't. It's not going to get much tougher than it's been. That team is not equipped yeah. to play. Yeah, two of the to, three opponents are two of the best defenses in football. That's fine, but they still have another game against Dallas. They've got two against Philadelphia. I one. think Washington's defense is tough. They, they have it's, one. It's against, actually not bad the next few weeks for them. It's Seattle, Miami, Buffalo. They have one against oh, Philly because Philly's in Week 18 there. for the Phillies in Week 18 for the Giants. So, but yeah, I mean. If he didn't look as explosive, I guess it wouldn't shock me. He's got a chronic injury, and he just played on Sunday, and maybe not the type of guy that's going to bounce back quickly on a Thursday. But I guess how how many tight ends are you taking ahead of Darren Waller rest of season? Uh, two, well, three. Hawkinson. There's definitely at least three. That's it right now. Okay. Let's see. Right. I mean, this thing, you could piss and moan about about <laughs> Darren Waller all you want. Like, who's yeah. your tight end that you're so thrilled with right now? I mean, come on. Is he is he on the same level as Dallas Goddard? Yeah, they're both struggling after the start of the season. Okay. And so let's say Goddard scores in week three. Who would you rather have rest of season? Darren Waller. They I both would have had the same too. amount of good games. I think I would too. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like if you could turn Hunter Henry, if he has another touchdown, into Darren Waller this week, I would do that in a heartbeat. And I would turn George Kittle into Darren Waller. Because you might be able you might be able to turn Henry into Waller now. Such a crowded offense in San Francisco. Um, all right, so Debo Samuel with a huge game. He did hurt his ribs, and they'll check on his status going into next week's game against Arizona. And um, uh, Christian McCaffrey has scored in 12 straight games. That's incredible. And Matt Breida did score. He's 53% rostered and 18% started last night. Barkley, I guess last thing on this, Barkley has a high ankle sprain. 
So I guess not the most severe high ankle sprain, but he said he has a high ankle sprain. He's hoping to play next Monday night against Seattle. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, we saw Jonathan Taylor not be the same after the high ankle sprain last year. It's not a good injury to have. We've seen Saquon Barkley not be the same after hurting his ankle two straight, two years of his career. So are you hesitant to, you know, buy completely into Barkley rest of season? I think if you have Saquon Barkley, you're not sitting him unless your team is completely loaded. And I would say if you are at this point coming out of this weekend, three and oh, he is the one of the top five targets to go trade for. Because if that fantasy manager is in dire straits and needs just bodies, like I know for me in, in, in a couple of leagues, I have Austin Eckler, two 14 team leagues. I'm trying to trade Austin Eckler because I need help. I'm owing to, I'm owing two and one and one and one in the other. And so the one and one I'm not as panicked about, but the zero and two I'm a little bit concerned because not only do I most likely not have Eckler this week, I'm not going to have him week five with his buy. So I'm trying to salvage what could be a sinking ship. If the Barkley manager is in somewhat of a sim- similar situation, you might be able to get something in return for Barkley that will help you. You don't give him away, but if you're in a good situation, you have depth. It doesn't have to be just running back depth. Those are the type of players that help you win because he's not going to be hobbled all season, at least presumably. You know, by the end of the year, he still may be Saquon Barkley. Doesn't it feel like there's optimism about him, though? Well, there's always optimism about him. I mean, yeah, every like, time he's been hurt, it's oh, it's the same. But then I, there is evidence of him coming back and struggling. And that's oh yeah, that's what I'm yeah. concerned about. I had about. him on my team back then. Yeah, I'm concerned that he is not going to be the same if he misses only one week for with a high ankle sprain. Right. You know. Was it – I thought the initial injury – report suggested that it was like a regular ankle sprain and it's not true you okay. are right but okay it's a high so then if sprain. that's the case then i'd be shocked if he came back in a week and if he's back in three weeks uh then it, it could be a really serious deal because we've already seen him and a lot of other players like you said adam when they come back from the high ankle sprain it's not good all right sunday morning is a busy morning for us 10 a.m eastern cbs sports hq check it out from 10 to 11 uh, you can watch that on the CBS Sports app. Great stuff. And then 11.30 a.m. Eastern until kickoff, we are answering your questions live at youtube.com slash today. Our email of the day, we can do this real quick here. I just, I don't know why this made me laugh. It's from Calvin. Have you heard of anyone ever successfully trading their entire team for another person's entire team? <laughs> Was that like a complete buy low, sell high situation <laughs> across the board? <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> I saw that in my league. Oh, here we go with the cough. It's unbelievable. It's like I start going and then it's just keep, it just snowballs. If I saw that in my league, I'd flip out, but it, I just, I would crack up. I've never seen it before. So like entire starting lineup, entire bench, everything across yeah, the board. Yeah, yeah, team for team. Complete, complete swap, I guess. You know, if, uh, well, like you, you and Nando had a situation where Nando used your rankings and. Oh, we've already talked about it. And you talked about doing a complete swap. We talked about doing a swap of team for team. Oh, you should do it. Oh, we probably will. Except he looks at my team and he sees that I'm 0-2 and he's 1-1. One and, one. and he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe my version of your team is better than your version of your team. Hey, guys. Uh, Dave, I know you'll like this REM reference. Should we talk about the weather? We should. Okay. We should. Like, well, we should talk about the weather. This is some, some, We should. Some bad. You know that song, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought you would give me something there. It left me out to dry. But it, well, you won't be out to dry if you're outside at a football game this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, we got some serious weather. I think Saturday's going to be worse than Sunday, ruining my plans. 
But um, are we all right? Where are we right now, Jamie, with uh, with potentially a rainy weekend? Uh, I think it's what the Northeast is the one that's going to be impacted the most. So you have Baltimore and Indianapolis. You got to be a little bit concerned about that. You know, certainly when it comes to Mark Andrews, you're not benching him, but maybe Zay Flowers. I don't know. You know, if you want to completely get away from him until Sunday morning. Uh, what else do we have up there? Buffalo and Washington. Yeah. That's one to keep an eye on as well. You know, so again, you're not benching New England at the Jets too. Josh Allen. Oh, that passing game between New England and the Jets. It could probably really suffer. Well, look, I mean, Garrett Wilson, you know, we're going to get a lot of Garrett Wilson questions. Well, I would try and sit Garrett Wilson, regardless of the weather. As I said yesterday, poop storm, Zach Wilson's out there. So, um, it could be bad from a passing standpoint already. That might be it. Yeah. No, Miami. There's a chance of rain for the Dolphins game. Uh, Seattle showers likely. Uh, but, I'm just but, I mean, at Kevin Ross. the heavy stuff though is those three yeah. games in the Northeast. And really, the one we're all thinking about is the the, the college football game that I'm supposed to go to in Philadelphia on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know yes. if I'll be able to make that. So, Very important. Yeah, disappointing. Uh, all right, you're not gonna go if it's raining. It's not that I care about sitting in the rain. It's that it's a two-hour drive, and if it's terrible weather, it might not be safe. To be quite honest with you, so gotcha. I, uh, I I don't. You're taking the kids, right? Well, I was. You but were they're not, they're not going to want to sit in the in a rain in the rain, and neither is my wife. So, we were going to do a weekend. We were going to do like a mini weekend in Philadelphia. Go Friday, uh, you know, explore the city for a little bit. Go to the game, but I think we're getting rained out, and it kind of stinks. Uh, news and notes. This is even worse than that. Uh, Trayvon Diggs out for the season. Huge, mm. huge injury. One of the best defensive players um, on maybe the best team in football. So that's Dallas cornerback Trayvon Diggs out for the season. They're at Arizona, so I don't know that we'll learn all that much. But are we going to? How differently are we going to view this matchup going forward with Diggs out? I mean, it's a it's a downgrade, but they still have Stephon Gilmore, you know. So it's not like there's a slouch on the other side. And for for really the 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 big thing about the Cowboys, and this goes for most teams throughout the course of history, as great as uh, these shutdown corners are, and and there's certainly not to discount them, the pass rush is so much more important. You know, so it's still quarterbacks have such little time to throw against them. And so it just makes the, you know, if they were a 10 in terms of an opponent, you know, maybe now they're a nine, you know, so his, his impact will be felt when they're facing some great offenses. But in a, in a game like this, I don't think it really matters that much. I think Josh Dobbs is going to be running for his life. Agreed 100%. One of my favorite things about the Cowboys defense when I studied them this offseason was how deep they were. And they've got a cornerback named Deron Bland who already has a great PFF grade, has allowed only a 50% catch rate on eight targets this season. That's good. I think that he can – I think he'll do a good job replacing Diggs. It's not Diggs, but they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. All right. They also uh, – their center, Tyler Biotis, he has a hamstring injury. They don't think it's too serious, I guess, according to a report, but we'll check on that. Bryce Young is expected to miss this week's game. Andy Dalton would start in his place, and Young has been the most unproductive or the least productive quarterback thus far. He is averaging about 150 yards per game. He is averaging about uh, 4.2 yards per attempt, which is, I guess it's like averaging two and a half yards per carry, basically. I mean, it's that bad. Uh, So Dalton could give them a little bit of a spark and maybe make the receivers better. We will talk about that game later. Joe Burrow is still day-to-day. 
Um, we talked about that game yesterday. We laid out all the plans. If Burrow's in, if Burrow's out, and uh, if we'll have more info for you on Sunday morning, but we may not know everything. But uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, Jacoby Myers practiced in full. Puka Nakua missed practice, but he's expected to play. Boston Scott still in the concussion protocol, but Kenneth Gainwell was limited. Uh, Tyreek Hill practiced in full. Jalen Waddle still in the concussion protocol. Um, Tank Dell practiced in full. Uh, Devontae Smith and Amari Cooper were limited. Usually, I mean, limited guys, it's a good, you know, they should be okay, we hope. Uh, unless it's like a new injury, which might be the case for Devontae Smith. Anybody worried about Devontae Smith right now? Playing? No. No. And and I believe Amari went from no practice Wednesday to limited on Thursday, which is what you'd like to see. Trending in the right direction. Anybody worried about Derrick Henry? Playing? A little bit, mostly long term as opposed to short term, because the fact that he met with the media, I know he's within a few yards, I think maybe like 97 yards of Earl Campbell's. Uh, I think it's to get second for the Titans. I think Eddie George is first in terms of rushing yards. So he was talking about that and he was answering a bunch of questions about, you know, the team, whatever. So that's always usually a good sign. But the fact that he's missed practice and has a toe injury, you know, we've seen a lot of turf toe this season already, you know, or too much of it, I should say. So hopefully he's able to play. But I would 1000% make sure Tajay Spears is rostered. Yeah. Because again, 29 year old running back who's got maybe something that could linger, you know, if he ever goes down or misses time, Tajay's looked actually pretty decent. So. Um, I had a question. I was answering some, some ask FFT questions this morning and somebody said, you know, probably shallow league. Oh, I picked up Kareem hunt, but Roshan Johnson and Ty J Spears are on my waiver wire. And I said, drop Kareem hunt for Ty J right now. And then if the injury report comes out later that Henry's fine, you drop Spears for, for Roshan because, you know, without an injury, I think Roshan's in a better spot. So those are the type of things you should be looking at. He's still like raw, available in like 40% of our leagues. And our leagues typically have higher roster percentage yeah. for guys like this than most. So I would go take a look to see if he's out there. Spears, yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was limited. Austin Eckler still missing practice. We're not planning on him going yet. Christian Watson missed practice after practicing on Wednesday, which was apparently part of the plan. So we're going to talk about this game with Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Are you guys ranking either Aaron Jones or Christian Watson right now? We've got Jones ranked. Number one fantasy running back, no surprise. Dylan Sunk. And we'll see on Watson on Friday. That's a number one fantasy running back, not the number not one fantasy number running one. back. Yeah, the number one fantasy running back played on Thursday. Yeah, he, you know, Matt Breida only right, only like ten <laughs> points for Breida. It was a little disappointing. Uh, Zay Jones missed practice. Savon Ahmed missed practice for the Dolphins. So Devon Achain might be someone you want to add. Jeff Wilson yes. actually might be someone you want to add. I'll talk about that in a bit with beat the waiver wire. Uh, David Montgomery missed practice. We're not expecting him. Still concussion protocol for Anthony Richardson. Isaiah Pacheco was limited, so that's a good sign. Odell Beckham and Justice Hill missed practice. Logan Thomas still in the concussion protocol. Texans offensive lineman Laramie Tunsil practice. That's a good sign. But they are so beat up on defense. My goodness, another secondary injury. Derek Stingley, second-year cornerback for the Texans. He could miss a few weeks. However, Jalen Petrie, their second-year safety, he practiced uh oh did he practice no i don't think he practiced uh and neither did denzel perryman their, their linebacker Kadarius tony mispractice and dawson knox mispractice again which i think is you know something we'll talk about with dalton kincaid in a little bit uh with knox not practicing yet this week we'll take a break and when we come back we've got one question for each game we'll be right back on fantasy football today okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, one question for each game. We start with Atlanta at Detroit. London or... Two questions for this one. Jamie, for you. London or Reynolds? Pitts or Laporta? I would like to go to London. Um, but I would probably play London over Reynolds this week just with the hope that last week is a sign of things to come. And then Pitts or Laporta, I would go with Pitts. This, oh, please let this be the game for him. Now, I'm going to say this because I don't think both of them are going to have big games. Uh, it just doesn't feel like that's in the in the cards for the Falcons right now and the cards playing Arizona. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, you just look at the the Lions have allowed the most receiving yards to tight ends. And that was facing the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey. They're beat up on defense right now. And I do think, despite the fact that the Falcons' defense has looked good through the first two weeks of the season, this is going to be their toughest test offensively because I think the Lions will move the ball and score. So that's the formula for the passing game to be there, as we saw last week from the Packers game. So I'm going to say start both Falcons' passing options, but not if you have them on the same team. Okay. And, and I do have to make that decision in the, at the receiver spot in one league where London and Reynolds. Now, you know I like Reynolds, but I, I would take the chance of London. Okay. Buffalo at Washington. Start or sit Gabe Davis, Dave? I'm starting him. I like the opportunity for him to continue to get deep shots. Washington struggled with the deep ball beyond the Hail Mary last week against Denver. So I think Buffalo sees that and uh, takes advantage. And Gabe's a guy that they've been doing that with for a couple seasons now. Just keep an eye on the weather. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Best guess on the Eagles' backfield, guys. I'd say Swift is the guy. And Gainwell just made Rashad Penny and Boston Scott playing, if he was healthy, irrelevant. Nick Sirianni was asked about it on Wednesday. He said that they're going to ride the hot hand. Uh, he was asked if DeAndre Swift, could is this sustainable? Could he continue to do this? Or do you plan to have him more on a pitch count? He said he doesn't ever want to put an expectation on anybody, but if he's got the hot hand on Mon- like he did on Monday, we'll keep rolling with him. Or if he has the hot hand on Monday, they'll keep rolling him with him. And it's hard not to keep running the ball like that. Uh, and they feel good about him. Okay. So I just completely butchered the quote. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we got long it. story short, they see what everybody else saw in Swift, and I think they're going to give him the chance to be the main guy. He's a top 15 fantasy running back for me. Saints at Packers. How many Saints wide receivers would you start over your favorite Packers wide receiver in this game? If Christian Watson plays, just one. Okay. I mean, I feel like people might want to might want to be a little patient with Watson. So, 
And Michael Thomas is getting you a fairly reliable PPR day, and Shahid's been a little explosive. So I guess mm-hmm. I was just curious. But uh, Dave, you agree? Just if Olave for sure. Olave. I think Thomas, if you're looking for ten to twelve points in PPR, uh, Shahid's a boom bust flex. I don't feel as good about the Packers wide receivers. It's going to be an interesting test for Olave. Uh, there yeah. was a, a story in one of the New Orleans sites about how he's talking about facing Alexander. Yep. So he's not going to see him if he lines up in the slot, and he's been doing a lot of that. Yeah, actually, I thought that was so interesting. Do you, of their three main receivers, Michael Thomas is is the, has the lowest slot slot rate by far. He's their outside guy. Yes. So he'll see a lot of Jair Alexander and Russell Douglas. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's what what's next here? Carolina at Seattle. Miles Sanders or a waiver wire running back? One of the replacement guys. I don't mind Sanders this week. I think, you know, we've seen this Seattle run defense kind of be hit or miss through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, worse, clearly, in week one than it was in week two. Um, but they've given up touchdowns in each of the first two games. And Sanders is still getting a, a lot of opportunities. And, you know, to judge him based on what ha- he faced last week, I think would be unfair because the opponent was certainly a much tougher opponent than what he's going to deal with this week. And now he might have a quarterback upgrade. Right. So, you know, things are, I think, trending in the right direction for Miles Sanders. So uh, would you start him ahead of Josh Kelly, Jerome Ford, Zach Moss? I would. Kelly's I would. the only one that I would maybe give some some pause with, but I still think definitely over Moss and Ford. Like, there's no comparison for me. Um, but Kelly, I'd have a little bit of pause. But I still think, again, you know, they they might not get – railroaded in this game to the same level because of the quarterback change. You know, Bryce Young just is a work in progress. Andy yeah. Dalton's going to handle things a little bit better. And believe me, I'm not an Andy Dalton guy, but he's <laughs> going to be better than Bryce Young has been just because Bryce Young's inexperienced. Oh, man. Heath in our Superflex League, he was waiting for that moment to pick up Andy Dalton, and he pounced so, on it. it. It's funny because I picked him up in every other Superflex League that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, fishbowl and uh, dynasty league and whatever. And I looked at my roster. I was like, I just don't have anybody I want to drop. And then as, as I was doing it, Heath picked him up, you know, but go. it was like, you, you know how we get these all the time where there's like some injury thing and we all race to mm-hmm. see who's, who's going to get there first. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was, he had, I think he, I think he's been starting Bryce Young. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I just remember his draft. Like he went very heavy on everything else, but quarterback. Um, Los Angeles at the Vikings, the chargers at the Vikings. Does anyone make you nervous in this game? Chargers Vikings? No. Madison makes me a little nervous. I can't lie. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the Chargers run defense hasn't been that bad. They they were good against Mostert. They were pretty good against Henry. Uh, I don't get it, but so far, not so bad. But yeah, we're still Madison, a good, good number two running back. I don't know if I'd use the word good, but I would still start him this week. Um Again, it's a terrible week for running backs. Like, I would start Madison over Ford and Moss. All right, I asked you guys, Dallas at Arizona, I asked you guys, Miles Sanders or the replacement running backs. How about James Conner or the replacement running backs, Dave? I'd go Conner. I think Conner's getting the workload. He's been productive. I know it's a tough matchup, but I would still start him. Over, I'd start him over the replacement guys. I would start Sanders over Conner. I uh, just think, again... The, the quarterback situation sort of sways it for me. But, man, Connors look good, and now he's going to face this defense, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they 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 obliterated Saquon Barkley. 
and they completely, completely destroyed the Jets' run game. Now, granted, the Jets' run game, I don't know if that's a fair comparison because of how healthy Brees Hall is, but wow, they're they're just so good. Well, how do you know, you want to guess how many running back carries through two games the Cowboys have seen? Well, I mean, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook had, what, 10 combined, something like that? It's 25. Uh, In two games, they've seen 25 carries. Yeah, Barkley had 13, right, in week one? Um, that yeah, and that sounds about right. Yeah, and that's going to be a problem. But I mean, I went back and looked at at blowouts, tough matchups, all these terrible situations for James Conner, and he basically came through every week every <laughs> last time. year. Yep. I don't know if that carries over, but yeah. All right. Uh, look, I'm not sitting Conner, but if I guess if I had Kyron Williams and and Miles Sanders, those are my choices. I would play those two guys over. What about Swift? I'd play Swift over. I would too. Okay. Uh, Mostert, start of the week over Connor? Yep. Yes. Okay. Josh Kelly or Connor? Uh, Connor Connor for now. Eckler's out. I'd go Kelly. All right. Let's beat the waiver wire. Uh, it's, I don't know. Not a great not a great list today. Uh, maybe pick up the Bron- I have the Broncos, the DST. They're at Chicago next week. Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton I put on there, but these guys are about 80% rostered. So I, I, I don't know. And I don't even want Sutton anyway, personally, but... Um, Kyler Murray is, I think, 39% rostered. Uh, Jeff Wilson is 35%. I have no idea what the timetables are for those guys, but they're both IR eligible, which means that most leagues probably don't have IR spots or else these guys would, would likely be rostered. Um, but they could be getting closer to returns, Kyler Murray and Jeff Wilson. Uh, Josh Reynolds is still 60% rostered. Nathaniel Tank Dell is 50%. Justice Hill is 64%. I know he's got an injury, but... If you're looking for a running back that has a role, eventually he'll be back and probably will have a role. I don't know if there's anybody else that you guys want to talk about. Uh, Devon H. Ching. You know, yeah, there's H-ing. two running backs. Wilson's not back. You know, I think he's somebody that you should put on your bench. Uh, Kendra Miller. You know, looks there's like he's going to get a chance to play this week, so we'll see what happens. But my guess is he's going to end up being the handcuff for Alvin Kamara, who we just don't know what he'll look like. I, I have high expectations, but still. Um, Ty J Spears is still available in a lot of leagues. I'd go get him for sure. Uh, Marvin Mims is somebody you should stash just in case, you know, I mean, this, this player is explosive. You know, this receiver is explosive. And, you know, we had clearly the discussion yesterday about can, can Russell Wilson still throw the ball downfield with some success? I think you saw that. So Mims would be somebody that if you have an open roster spot, I'd be stashing. I saw some leagues where Tank Bigsby got dropped. Make sure he's rostered. Again, you know, if you have to have the the depth to carry somebody like this, but he's still the handcuff to Travis Etienne. And as we saw, at least in two of the games, one of them, he was still used. So I don't think he's going to completely go away. I was asked who is the handcuff to Kyron Williams. <laughs> and I think it's Ronnie Rivers from Fresno State. And he's out there in 98% of leagues. That's a deep league guy to possibly stash. I don't know if he's particularly good, but. If you're looking for a running back that might have some value down the line, there's one. Yep. All right, the Patriots are at the Jets, and I was hoping to do this yesterday because Heath is much lower on Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, Heath is just lower in general on Ramondre Stevenson. But I will say that dating back to last year, the Jets have allowed only two rushing touchdowns to running backs in their last 12 games. They have, however, allowed the most uh, receptions to running backs this year so far. But we've talked about you know, Josh Kelly and Miles Sanders and DeAndre Swift, 
James Conner. Is Ramondre Stevenson ahead of all of those guys? Yes. I probably have him a little bit too high, but I, I think in terms of the way that I view this game is if the Patriots' run defense holds up and they're forcing Zach Wilson to throw, and, and Zach Wilson struggled against Belichick, no surprise there, um, the, the Patriots should have the ball a lot. You know, and and time of possession and opportunities here. You know, I'm not going to recommend Ezekiel Elliott, but I I think in terms of what Ramondre should be able to do from a passing game standpoint and the chance to you know still lead the team in carries, I'm I'm fine with him. You know, I, I have no hesitation. I'm not going to go the the Moss Ford even Kelly route and and get cute with him over Ramondre. You know, so while he hasn't lived up, I think to the expectations in the first two games, six catches in week one, scored a rushing touchdown in week two. You know, he's still producing. And so the best I think is yet to come. And this is not a matchup as good as the Jets defense is that I would necessarily run away from. I wouldn't use him in DFS. Right. And I'd, I'd start Raheem Mostert over him. Right. But otherwise, the, the volume is too good. I, I'm a little worried about the offensive line, but he, he's going to get work. It's hard to find running backs who get work. So I think I asked, I think this was the one question for each game from yesterday. But is that the only player that you really want to start in this game? Yes. Uh, if the weather's okay, I would still consider Garrett Wilson a flex. And what about Brees Hall? You know, he wants the ball. Give him the ball. Give Hall the ball. Yeah, I, I think if you look, if you have Brees Hall and that's the only running back, you didn't, you weren't able to get, you know, your hands on, you know, any of the waiver wire options for this week. Zach Moss, Jerome Ford, you know, those type of players. As much as I don't like them, I still feel more comfortable with them than I do Brees Hall at this point. He's still splitting touches. He's still gonna, you know, have the struggles of of you know, being a hundred percent. I mean, you know, we could sit here and, and, and rave about his game in week one, which was awesome. He did that on 10 carries, you know? So if he doesn't break an 83 yard run, it's not exactly the prettiest of fantasy performances. So still not involved in a passing game to the level that you like, still has the quarterback concerns, still has the offensive line concerns. And you, I mean, you, if there's ever a, a, a coach who's going to give you a blueprint of what he's going to do, Bill Belichick knew he was facing the dolphins last week. And he put every defensive back that he has on the field to try and stop the passing game. This week, he's going to put every linebacker and defensive lineman on the field that he has and dare Zach Wilson to throw. Yeah. So in a bad weather game, like, you know, maybe Brees Hall can break one, but I don't want to trust that yet. So just be patient. You know, his, his be the best of him is yet to come. And you want to hope that he gets carries this week, but he's going to really need to be what he was in week one and have that kind of, you know, offensive line production and, and show that his speed is still there, which it is, and be able to, uh, you know, break a couple plays. Belichick. Yeah did that in the first half of the first game against the Jets last year. And Garrett Wilson from Zach Wilson had some big catches. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably what he'll end up doing, but maybe not quite as much cover one as, as you'd think. Uh, what I don't like is last week that here's the snap split. Dalvin, 36%, Brees, 33%, Michael Carter, 33%. But I think most of that was late in the game though. He would Carter played six of 10 snaps on third and fourth down. I'm not sure how much of that was late in the game, but it's two weeks in a row where Brees is under 40% of the snaps. Yeah. Really would love to see him get closer to 50 before I say, all right, yeah, let's get him in lineups. Okay. And Garrett Wilson. So let's talk about some of the receivers that have been added this year. So Kendrick Bourne or Garrett no. Wilson? No. Okay. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, how about Nico Collins? Josh no. Nico, no, Josh Reynolds, no. Nico Collins, yes. Nico I'm Collins. starting Nico. Uh, who are some of the I'm other? I'm starting Puka, Puka Tutu Atwell. That one's close. I have Wilson higher for now. Yeah, Wilson has a higher ceiling. Look, let's give Wilson credit. You know, despite Zach Wilson's terrible performances, 
he did score twice, you know, and, and what you saw last week is really what you have to hope for, which is not ideal two catches, but you know, that he's able to break a play and make something happen, you know, so he's still going to probably get eight to 10 targets. He's still going to have an opportunity to make some plays. And this secondary isn't as I think so, is, isn't one you should fear to the same level that it has been in the past for the Patriots. I know they did a good job last week against the Dolphins guys, but that was by design. This is not going to be the same type of defense. Mm-hmm. So Garrett Wilson, really as Dave said, flex. Sure. Three, three receiver leagues, you're starting without question. Two receiver leagues, if you have a better flex, I would sit. Okay. Uh, by the way, last week, they did one of their starting cornerbacks got hurt. He still hasn't practiced. Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones, their fastest guy. So Christian Gonzalez shadow, basically shadowed Tyreek Hill after that injury, and it did a pretty good job. And I'm curious to see if he will face Garrett Wilson this mm-hmm. week. Uh, last guy to talk about is Hunter Henry. And... Um, like Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, those struggling tight ends. Are you starting Henry over them? Yes. I'm not, but it's it's really close. I wouldn't blame you if you did. He's he's scored a touchdown each of the first two weeks, and certainly you'd think that the matchup is favorable more so for him than the wide receivers there, but still not getting a huge target share. They're spreading the ball around a lot. You talked about the weather not being great. How about if they just run the ball a lot, like we talked about with Ramondre, that takes work away from Hunter Henry. He's a starter. But I'd rather go with one of the name brand guys, Goddard or Kyle Pitts, ahead of Henry, who I feel like we're starting because he scored each of the first two games, and we just now expect him to do it every week. If you yeah. take away his touchdowns, he's still averaging 10.5 PPR points per game. So while, yes, the target share is not great uh, because the Patriots have thrown the ball so much, you have still a banged-up Devontae Parker is on the injury report. You have an inconsistent Kendrick Bourne unless you're getting fantasy points for air yards. And you have a Juju Smith-Schuster who is clearly not the answer that they thought he was going to be from signing him this offseason. This is a tight end that has been productive throughout the course of his career when getting opportunities and an offense that has been tight end friendly for Bill O'Brien. So I don't mind Hunter Henry at all this week. And the Jets have struggled with tight ends through the first two games of the season to whatever degree you want to say they've struggled. They certainly were worse last week when they gave up a lot of red zone opportunities with Jake Ferguson scoring. Yeah, I mean, they didn't struggle that much, but they did give up. And Schoonmaker scored, too. Right. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, which DST do you prefer? The Patriots. The one facing Zach Wilson. Yes. Usually the answer. Atlanta is at Detroit. And uh, Atlanta, in week one, they ran 48 plays. In week two, they ran 78 plays. But they were still extremely run-heavy, 45 runs, despite trailing in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were trailing 24 to 12 in the fourth quarter. I mean, like, and they ran 45 times to 32 passes. It's like the game script doesn't even matter. Uh, but hopefully we can get 30 or more passes from Desmond Ritter. He threw 32 last week. So Bijan, yes. Tyler Algier, you know, you, you've gotten 15 to 16 carries from Algier. Is, is he like a top, is he crack your top 30? Would you start him over Brees Hall? I, that to me is an upside play. So, you know, the floor is probably safer for Algier. But I would still lean toward Brees Hall just with the chance that he does get more work and hopefully does break a run or two. So I would lean toward Brees Hall. Okay. Um, Lions' run defense has been very good so far this year. Not to say anything about Bijan, but for Algier. Uh, London, we talked about earlier. And Dave, what are your thoughts on Drake London? Jamie is starting him over Josh Reynolds. Uh, Your thoughts on London? I'm starting him over Reynolds, too. He's a top 30 fantasy receiver. I think he's the best receiver or best pass catcher, we should say, in the Atlanta offense. I think the Falcons will have to throw a decent amount in this game, and I would expect London to land somewhere between four and six catches for the second week in a row. And he scored last week on Jair Alexander, and he looked good doing it. So I would imagine that London 
as a chance to be useful as a flex. Uh, would you start Drake London or let's get a running back here? DeAndre Swift. Swift. And I would start Kelly over London too. All right. How about Jerome Ford and Zach Moss? You don't like that much. Uh, I would start London. Same. Okay. Would you start Kyle Pitts? I know I asked Jamie this earlier. I don't think I got Dave's response. Or Sam Laporta? Pitts. Would you start Kyle Pitts or Pat Fryermuth? Also Pitts. Yep. Okay. So you guys have Pitts top nine. Uh, and, well, top ten for everybody, including Heath. Yeah. Good I mean, luck, we, everyone. we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's tight end. Um, Jared Goff. Could make, him a a, start. could make him the start of the week again, Jamie. Let's just, every time he's at home, right? he must start. Uh, hey, look, you know, the, the track record speaks for itself again. You know, over 28 fantasy, 26 fantasy points per game in his home games last year was the average, you know, 28 points in week one. This is an interesting test, you know, especially if both his receivers, because they both are on the injury report this week, Amara St. Brown and Josh Reynolds, they're both going to play. But, you know, the the situation, you know, the, the Falcons, I think, Give their defense credit. They look good, but they did give up three touchdowns last week to Jordan Love. And so can Jared Goff keep it up? Absolutely. So he's top 10 quarterback. I'd play him over Trevor Lawrence this week. I'd play him over Joe Burrow without hesitation. And so hopefully he comes through once again. So, yeah, it's a it's a good chance. And, you know, we're saying Pitts over Laporta. I think Laporta's a good start. You know, go back to week one. The Falcons couldn't stop Hayden Hurst. You know, he had the best tight end uh, week in week one, tight end performance in week one. Last week, they're a little bit better against the Packers guys, but still, I think Laporta's five catches each of the first two games. He you know, goes from 30 yards in week one to 63 yards in week two. Uh, one more target. And so hopefully that's something that's just continuing to build as the rookie tight end continues to get more comfortable. And then Jameer Gibbs in the passing game, seven catches last week. You know, that's something that's going to be tough for the Falcons to slow down. So he's going to see more opportunities on the field without David Montgomery there. So yeah, Jared Goff's a very good start. Is Jameer Gibbs the best running back that we've basically talked about? I mean, not considering Bijan, but is he ahead of Ramondre Stevenson, Jameer Gibbs? Yeah. Not for me. No, but he's top 12 guy, right? Yeah. He's in that range. All right. We're starting Jameer Gibbs. Let's let's go Jameer it's, Gibbs. It's based on projection more so than what we've seen. But I, I think he ends up playing the most snaps for the Lions and catching a bunch of passes and doing all the cool stuff that he did in college. The, the big question, though, is, you know, and we keep talking about these pickups, is Craig Robinson. Reynolds. You know, Craig Reynolds, excuse me. Yeah. Is, it, um, is it Craig Reynolds or is it Zonovan Knight? So that's that's that, that's what I was going to, you know. So okay. I think it's going to be Craig Reynolds, you know, just based on his familiarity with the team. Zonovan Knight, we'll see, you know, if he's active. I, I would anticipate that he is. So they just picked him up off the street, and, you know, will they lean on him? But, you know, Reynolds, if he's getting the David Montgomery role, let's say reduced David Montgomery role because of Jameer Gibbs getting more work, that would be a goal line guy, you know, and, and we know last year they led the NFL in rushing touchdowns with Jamal. Well, the, the whole team, but you know, Jamal Williams led the NFL in rushing touchdowns with 17 and David Montgomery has scored in each of the first two games, you know, so does Reynolds get those chances. So in a, I know like for me and I'm in one 14 team league where I was desperate, I'm starting Reynolds, you know, with the hope that he falls in the end zone, but yeah, it could be Zion night. We could get a fool you type of situation, but Reynolds seems to be the one that they lean, that they will lean on more so than the night at this point. Okay, uh, Amandra St. Brown's a must-start. Josh Reynolds. The thing about Josh Reynolds is it's it's been exciting. It's been fun. Two games where he's given you good production. Last week, he scored two touchdowns. He is playing over his head. Yards per target right now is 11.2. That's, that's amazing. He's a career 7.7 yards per target guy. 
But you know, I I don't I don't know. It's like it, it's I feel the same way about Hunter Henry. I mean, it's just Henry. You're, you're just waiting for the other yeah. shoe to drop, and he's going to have a four for forty five type game. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, when that happens to a player like Josh Reynolds, it's oh, of course. That happens to must-start wide receivers all the time, too. So you don't want to judge too harshly. You like the role for Reynolds, but I don't know. I, this is a long-winded way of saying, do you guys like Josh Reynolds? Of asking, do you guys like Josh Reynolds this week? You, you have to view him appropriately, and the expectations are still like right around 12 PPR points. Think about what he did in week one. Was he playing over his head in week one? Maybe a little. Four catches for like 80 yards, 80 I think yards, it was, Adam. Yeah. yeah, but that's kind of where I expect him to live. And I I don't think the matchup is too tough for him to continue to get six targets. Every time he's had he's had six or more targets seven times with the Lions now. Um and all but once seven he's come times through. back going back to the last season where he's had six or more targets and in six of them. Like he's games. he's almost automatic for twelve PPR points every time he gets six or more targets. Yep. Yeah, but he's not like really getting that many targets. That that's the that's what What's concerning to me is he's got 13 targets in two games. You know, I would have figured he'd have more, slightly more targets, but mm, I don't well, know about I mean, that they, because they, of all the other options in the offense. But you know, you I go back to last year. Last year, one of those games was the Seattle game where Amara didn't right, play. Right. You know, so I think as <laughs> Gibbs and Laporta get more comfortable and Goff gets more comfortable with them, that's where some of those targets go. Plus, you got the random Marvin Jones and then, you know, the you know, second tight end and, you know, the occasional pass to the second running back. That's not Gibbs. So yeah, he's, he, he, you know, this, this will be one where he, you know, laughs at us when he gets a five target game and gives you like five for 60, you know, and it's okay. You got your 11 PPR points, but he didn't hit that six target mark. And that's why he failed. So yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that there's, there's risk baked in with it, but you know, you're, you're down Deontay Johnson, you're down Christian Watson, you're down Cooper cup. You know, this guy's been a pretty nice, you know, I'll say it again, rescue club for you. Rescue club. I learned and and one more one more thing. We know the Falcons are going to run the ball a lot in this game. The Lions aren't going to have David Montgomery. Do you think they'll still be comfortable running a lot? Yes. I mean, See, I think they the might end level, up, but yes. I, not, no one's going to run to the same level as the Falcons. No, and, the same and, level as the Lions, I mean. Sure. Well, that just helps everybody in the passing game then for Detroit, including Reynolds. All right, He's let's a top go, uh, 40 receiver. We're not, we're not talking yeah. about him being a must-start by any stretch, but Right. Some people are stuck and he's on the waiver wire still. Yeah. 60% rostered. Sam Laporta is a low end starter. Sit the DSTs and let's go to Buffalo at Washington. I wanted to have a Brian Robinson rankings dispute, but it's not a huge dispute. Uh, Dave, I think you're higher on him. Um, but you guys both have Robinson as a starter. Uh, he makes. No, he's outside for me now. Oh, he is? Yep. Okay. Let me see. So, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. My bad. He's 25th for, for Jamie. In PPR, 18th for Dave. So, okay, we can have a little bit of a dispute there. Heath is more in the Jamie camp. But uh, Dave, make the case for Brian Robinson. I think the commanders have done it for me. He's basically been the leader of their offensive game plan. And he was the reason why they basically came back against Denver. There were some great throws that Sam Howell made, and Howell's played great the first two weeks, but they've leaned a ton on Brian Robinson. And I would suspect that they'll continue to lean on Robinson, even against Buffalo and and the Bills defense. They looked great last week against Josh Jacobs and the Raiders. That's two weeks in a row that the Raiders run offense has not looked good. I wonder if it's more about them than the defenses that they play. We know how the Jets did against Buffalo in week one. 
I'm not ready to say that Brian Robinson's going to get stifled in this game. And I also don't think the commanders are going to take to the air against Buffalo a lot. So I'm, I'm looking at him as a must start number two fantasy running back. Yeah, I'm not there. Um, you take out the 83 yard run for Brees Hall and it's been a pretty good run defense for the bills so far through the first two weeks. And Brian Robinson, as you've noted, uh, Adam, over the last two games, uh, when they've been behind, he hasn't been on the field as much. So we'll see how this game goes. If the Bills offense shows up, I think it's going to be a bad game for Brian Robinson. Uh, the weather could certainly play into this to help him because if it's a low-scoring affair because the Bills passing game can't get going, then I think that'll be a good situation. But the first half last week against uh, Denver, Brian Robinson was not having a good game. And then the game flipped on Russell Wilson's fumble, and Brian Robinson was yep. good. So he doesn't score, you're going to be left disappointed. So he needs to get into the end zone because he'll have you know probably three to four catches. I don't think he'll do much with it because that's what we've seen. Uh, but this could be a, a sneaky game for Antonio Gibson. Not that I would trust him by any stretch, uh, but I would try and stay away from Brian Robinson in two running back – well, two running back in, – in most uh, <laughs> leagues if you can. Like I like Jerome Ford better than him, for example. Wow. I think Jerome Ford's got a better – opportunity than I do with Brian Robinson. And Dave, you like Brian Robinson, but you prefer James Cook? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you do in non-PPR, but in half or full? I think I would in non-PPR, too. All right. James Cook should be started in most leagues. Um, okay. So the wide receivers in this game, who's the second best? Or rank wide receivers two, three, and four after Stefan Diggs? Diggs, Davis, McLaurin, Dotson. I believe I have it the exact same way. Okay, and and how- there there have been some wacky things going on with Washington's receivers. You know how many targets they have combined in the fourth quarter this year? <laughs> how many? Four. Zero. What really? Zero. Are you talking McLaurin, about all of the receivers or just the top two? The top two, Dotson and McLaurin. Interesting. Well, they're also playing with with leads in the fourth quarter too. Right? Well, they were they were getting back into the game last week against Denver. And you'd think in the third quarter, obviously McLaurin had the touchdown, but there it's it's crazy how they're not getting used. Dotson had five targets in the first quarter last week, and the only other target he had in the game was wiped out by a penalty, and that was in the second quarter. And I I, I can't figure it out. I don't know why they're doing it that way, but they are spreading the ball around. Um, you can read more about it in in lineup decisions on the site. It's crazy. Logan Thomas has been getting a huge target share and they've been running the ball and they've been using their running backs in the passing game. And it's just been disappointing for McLaurin and Dotson. And and I'm almost at the point now where I feel like they're not automatic starts. You kind of want to see it first now. And um, Gabe Davis to me just has more upside. Would you rather start Drake London or Gabe Davis? Davis. Davis. All right. Davis, London, McLaurin, Dotson. Unless the weather is that bad in Washington. Definitely one to keep an eye on. What's the forecast? (laughs) Josh Allen must start. James Cook, start him. Uh, Gibson, sit him. And uh, yeah, it could be windy there. I don't know about rain, but maybe windy. Let's talk about Dalton Kincaid because, you know, how much of a boost would you give him if Dawson Knox does not play? Not a huge amount, but I think you just feel safer if you've been starting him. You feel more comfortable if you've been starting him. You know, so maybe the the end zone target that Knox scored on last week goes to Kincaid. They're maybe. trying. Mm-hmm. They're certainly trying to get him the ball. You know, his playing time is there. Okay. I feel like he's Sam Laporta minus one PPR point. You also have the same guy. 
you know, Deontay Hardy, Khalil Shakir, that guy will pop up and make a play or two, you know, as we saw last week, Shakir scoring. Mm-hmm. So would you, would you guys start? It's a little t- frustrating, t- but t- I, think, t- I think the best of Kincaid is yet to come. Taysom Hill or Dalton Kincaid this week? Kincaid. Hill and non-PPR. Jake Ferguson, who leads the NFL in red zone and green zone targets, or Dalton Kincaid? Uh, Ferguson. I have Ferguson a spot higher. All right. Start the Bills DST. We'll take a break. When we come back, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, one of two Monday night football games. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we got a double dip on Monday night again, two weeks in a row. And the Eagles are at the Bucks, and the Bucks, uh yeah, they, they've been solid so far defensively. 20 points allowed at Minnesota, 17 points to Chicago. Middle of the pack in yards per play and pressure rate. So last week I gave you the stat of the game that Dallas Goddard uh, in the last two seasons, in 2021 and 22, he every time he had 30 or fewer receiving yards, he followed that up with 60 or more yards in his next game, and he definitely did not do that. He had 22 yards, so he's 22 yards in two games. Um, and then, man, the Bucks are so bad against wide receivers, and A.J. Brown is absolutely going to be wide receiver one this week. It is it's like not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, you can't really do anything about it, right? It's just, the, even if the, all three of them don't have big games, you're just starting, the, you know, Smith, Brown, and Goddard every week until further notice, right? Of course. Right? Yeah. Of course. So they're an easy team except for the running backs, and you guys have already made it clear you like DeAndre Swift as top 15-ish running back. Well, when you say when you say easy, like are you saying Swift versus Gainwell or Swift versus the field? No, I think they're easy except for the running backs. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Are you are you, oh. are you saying it's difficult? I, I don't have nearly as much. Who's the better of the two, or difficult Swift versus other players? I don't have nearly as much confidence in Swift versus other players as you do. I mean, I definitely start him over Gainwell, but. I don't think we can just forget about the fact that the one game they were both healthy, DeAndre Swift had one carry. Right. Uh, but you just you just heard the coach say that he's going to ride the hot hand. He loved what he saw from Swift. And if he continues to look good, I think he's going to be the main guy. Right. Yeah. It's just I look at some of the guys ranked around him. James Conner, 
uh, Miles Sanders, even Rashad White. And while I'm not saying I would start those guys over him necessarily, I think they have much less of a chance of being the number two running back than DeAndre Swift does, which, again, I don't think is going to happen, but I didn't think week one would play out the way it played out either. And what if he gets off to a slow start and Kenneth Gainwell has a good run or something? Then are we screwed here? Yeah, that's possible, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said that. That was part of the quote. He said, <laughs> yeah, I'm ride the hot exactly. hand. So, but right. I, I think the thing you have to look at is in week one, Kenneth Gainwell did good things. In week two, DeAndre Swift did great things. And so if you're Nick Sirianni, you're giving DeAndre Swift the chance to do great things once again and then probably mixing and matching more so. So the thing that hurts DeAndre Swift is – this is not Rashad Penny, who they don't trust, or Boston Scott, who they may have given him more opportunities to, but he got a concussion. I don't remember what point he got the concussion in the game. Yeah. So it could be one of those situations where there's more Swift coming off the field for a series. As you guys alluded to, if Gainwell has a big run or a big play, then he's going to stay on maybe longer than they anticipated on their game script. But how do you get away from a guy that just ran for 175 yards and basically was your best player on offense? In a, in a game that you nearly blew when the Vikings were trying to give you the game by turning it over left and right. So I think Swift, it's not an easy matchup by any stretch because the Bucks' run defense has been good through the first two weeks. But I still think you're looking at it as this is what they're... I, they feel like they have a little bit of an identity crisis, the Eagles. Yeah. But in terms of what their run game is, this is their best player to lead their run game. So, okay, you guys have him as, as around 15th, like I said. And would you start DeAndre Swift over Mike Evans or and or Chris Godwin? Godwin, for sure, I'll take yeah. Swift. Evans I think I'll Swift take Godwin. Evans over Swift. Okay. Evans, or Godwin, as we mentioned, playing a lot more out wide than in the slot this year. Uh, so far, the Eagles, I think they're allowing the most points to wide receivers. If not the most, they're up there. Um well, they played Minnesota in week two, and uh, Kendrick Bourne went crazy in week one. The most, yeah. And they've had the injuries, and they're going to continue to have injuries. Uh, I shouldn't say continue, but Avante Maddox is out for the year. We don't know on James Bradbury yet. I'm sorry. And they've so, allowed the most points to quarterbacks, Dave. But uh, they've obviously – like, let's talk about Mayfield and the passing game here. Let's talk about the Bucks. How many Bucks are you confidently starting? Two. That's the answer. <laughs> but I do like Chris Godwin's chances. This week. <laughs> See, that's what's interesting. Your two is Evans and Rashad White, right? Well, but yes. So again, the way you <laughs> phrased it, do I love Rashad White this week? No. Do I have other options besides Rashad White? Probably not. So given his workload through the first two weeks of the season and the ability to work in the passing game, I think that's going to be huge for him this week. So his production on the ground is probably going to rival week one compared to week two. But his work in the passing game from week two is probably going to be what saves him because I do think they're chasing points. I think that will matter, which is part of the reason why the Eagles have given up so much production because teams have been throwing on them late. Look at last week, for example. Yeah. So this is where I think Rashad White comes into play as a guy in the passing game. So in non-PPR, I don't love him as much. In PPR, I think he's still a middle-of-the-pack number two running back. Now, Godwin, this should be a game where he has some success again if they keep him inside more and no Avante Maddox now the Eagles I was reading the story they've actually hired a nickel coach to specifically coach that position hmm. but they're working with backups now Reed Blankenship back will help you know back into the secondary so that's something to keep an eye on but I think this is a Godwin game not that you're getting away from Evans and hopefully this is where he has some success 
after, you know, two mediocre performances. I'm pretty interested in Darius Slay versus Mike Evans. That's that, that's going to be fun. Um, Godwin, if Godwin had 70 yards and a touchdown last week instead of 58 yards and no touchdowns, I think people would be starting him, and he should have. Yeah. He was wide open for a 12-yard touchdown, and that is not the first touchdown, wide-open touchdown that Baker Mayfield has missed this year, uh, by the way. He's making some pretty bad throws, uh, but he's having a good fantasy season so far. Uh, Rashad White or DeAndre Swift? Swift. Swift. Rashad White or Zach Moss? I have White Ire. White. I can't trust Zach Moss. I know, but they feel like the same guy. I mean, they both dominate touches. Moss to a mm-hmm. higher degree. And the Eagles' run defense has been absolutely suffocating. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson and Alexander Madison didn't even get 30 rushing yards. Yeah, but them. Stevenson had six catches. And I don't think that Zach yeah. Moss is going to save you with his work in the passing game. I know he had four catches last week. That's just not the norm for him. They've right. been below average against running backs through the air this year. Their Eagles have allowed a 76% catch rate, 6.1 yards per catch. And that's without, you know, attacking downfield, which the Bucks won't do with White. But I, I think you're counting on five catches for White as part of the reason to start him. I actually feel worse about him in non-PPR because you're not going to get credit for those catches. And he could always score. I wanted to... Oh, um, is it Cunningham? That's filling in at middle linebacker for them because that's an IDP player that so you might want to pick it, up. It, it's a great, I think, dilemma to have to figure out because Morrow played 95% of the snaps last week, if I'm not mistaken. For the Eagles? And he Owlette has Morrow in the middle and Cunningham at weak side. Okay. Okay. Uh, I picked up a, uh, and this is totally random, but I know IDP people out there, you, you like. Uh, some random, you know, IDP says, I'm going to butcher the guy's name, Camus uh, Grugier-Hill for the Panthers. He's replacing oh. Shaq Thompson, and I think you should add him at linebacker. He had a pretty good game uh, filling in for Thompson in week two. Uh, New Orleans is at Green Bay. They're, look at that segue. It was relevant. Uh, no, they're, they're Carolina, not New Orleans. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's our game after New Orleans at Green Bay. New Orleans is at Green Bay, and um, just – Overall question, how many players do you love in this game? How many great starts, easy calls do we have in New Orleans at Green Bay? Two. Two is the answer. Aaron Jones and Chris Olave. Okay. If Christian Watson plays, does he does he make mm-hmm. that cut? No. No. You got to give him a week. <laughs> you could use him as a number three. Yes. Does the absence of Marcus May, the starting safety for... New Orleans change anything for you in terms of how you evaluate Jordan Love and the receivers? They might be more willing to attack downfield, which would be great if they had Christian Watson, but Mm -hmm. they don't. So we'll see. Love has played. It's been so strange because he's been off target with his throws, but he's still finding ways to score. And I think having Aaron Jones back will help him out quite a bit. It'll make it tough on New Orleans. I I, kind of like Love more so for like DFS and you know, if you're streaming quarterbacks, then for like calling him a must start at the quarterback position. But I I do worry about things catching up to him eventually. I just don't think this is the week for it. I do not like Jordan Love this week at all. He beat up the Bears and got touchdowns against the Falcons. This is the toughest test that he's had so far to date. And even without Marcus May there, this is going to be the best pass rush he's facing. So getting Bakhtiari back because they're on grass. If that's the narrative, <laughs> if, yeah, um, if that's I, right, I sure. believe him that he that that's I believe not him why too. he didn't play. But you, you saw who started that, right? No, 
his brother. His brother. <laughs> yeah, oh, I heard. No. I heard the 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 clip. He he was answering the question. He said, um, his brother said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun with this on social media." And he's like, "Yeah, go ahead." And so, you know, that it was it was a funny answer. Uh, but in any event, that will certainly help. But you know, he he he's gotten touchdown dependent against two weaker opponents. This is a different step up in competition from a defense. That's true. It's so, a it's a step up in competition, but it's competition that played on Monday and on the road for the second straight week. So I, I think that there's a chance here. And he's got a good offensive line in front of him. I, he's not top 12. He's not even top 15. But I, I, don't, I don't mind him. Well, they don't have Elton Jenkins. And so ba- and Bakhtiari, we're hoping it will play, expecting to play this week. That's, that'd be good. But Elton Jenkins is their left guard. They don't have him this week. He's going to be out for a little while. Um, Aaron Jones, you start for sure. If he doesn't play, we expect him to play. But if he doesn't play... <laughs> no interest. Third running back. It's non PPR flex at best. I mean, I got him. At, I got Dylan in a dynasty league, and I just feel like he, it's never going to happen. He's like fetch. It was stop trying no. to make AJ Dylan happen. It yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, man, yeah. last week was last week should have been a layup. Really should have been a layup. Yeah. Uh, all right, Saints DST. You guys like the Saints DST? Yeah. Low end starter. Okay. Uh, they're outside of my top twelve. I don't really want to shortchange this game. Oh no, actually, that I definitely we have to talk about Michael Thomas and and Rashid Shahid, and uh, what you expect from them if you play in a first half only league. Michael Thomas is a must start, <laughs> sure. But um, yeah, start Michael Thomas and Jahan Dotson in those leagues. Let's see. So far, DJ Moore had a terrible game against the Packers, but Darnell Mooney scored. Drake London had sixty seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, don't know that touchdown we know on Jair Alexander. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we don't know for sure, I guess, what this Packers pass defense is all about. We expect it to be good. But anyway, um, Michael Thomas and Shahid, Dave, start or sit? I would try and sit them. We don't have bye weeks to worry about. There aren't a ton of wide receiver injuries. At best, Thomas is a number three receiver. Um, how about this? He has 12 catches this year. You know how many yards after the catch he has? 12? <laughs> Eight. Wow. Even worse than 12. Not even one <laughs> yard per reception after the catch. And Green Bay's got two good outside corners. We already talked about that. Thomas plays outside. I do not feel good starting Michael Thomas this week. I'd rather start Tutu Atwell, Josh Reynolds. Okay. Uh, would you? Re- so I know you don't like DeAndre Hopkins this week, but would you? I guys- like him better than Michael Thomas. Okay. That's it for this game. Don't start Juwan Johnson or Musgrave. Just throw it out there. Any interest? The Saints might be the toughest against tight ends. They were la- they were great last year so far this year. Carolina's at Seattle. Did you hear about uh, their middle linebacker? <laughs> uh, Stat of the game. In two games, Seattle has allowed more than 100 yards to three wide receivers. That would be Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, and Amonra St. Brown. They allowed touchdowns to Josh Reynolds, two of them, and one to Khalif Raymond. They've been horrible against wide receivers. They will be without their best cornerback, Reek Woolen. And even though Andy Dalton's not great, it will be a probably a big boost for an offense that it has the fewest passing yards in the NFL and is averaging 4.2 yards per attempt. So do we have some sleeper appeal, Dave Richard, with the Panthers wide receivers? I'm guessing it would be Adam Thielen, but what do you think? Thielen would be my favorite of the bunch. I would prefer to use them in DFS and as a deep flex, but that's it. I'm not going to get cute and start them over somebody over most of the receivers that we've already like Michael Thomas. Yeah. I'll still start him over Adam Thielen. <clears throat> okay. 
Uh, Jamie, what else from this game? We talked about Miles Sanders. We like him, you know, number two running back. Uh, what else uh, from this game? I mean, Ken Walker should go off, you know, mm-hmm. just based on the Thompson injury. and He's going to uh, run right past Camus Grugier Hill. <laughs> Maybe he could do that 80 uh, yards downfield. I could still get the IDP tackle. I want to see what the two rookies do for Seattle in this game because this could be the first game where they're playing with a significant lead. And so does JSN have some opportunities here to make some plays? You alluded to, you know, the Seattle defense, you know, Carolina's defense. We didn't really see it so far yet, even though, you know, the Saints had some good moments last week, but the JC Horn absence, you know, so can this be something where not just the top two guys, because you're starting them without question. Um, but can JSN get some positive production? Because I think if he has a bad game again in redraft leagues, he's probably going to get dropped. You know, yeah. we're, we're seeing that his, his roster percentage was down to, you know, 81% last time I looked. But can Zach Charbonnet get going in this game? Because he's another player that might start to get dropped too. You know, if you're not just in, in shallow leagues, you know, 12 team leagues, I don't think he's going to drop, but um, I'd like to see some production from him because the last two games have been very uninspiring. JSN's played a little less than 60% of the snaps in each of the first two games of the year, five targets in week one, six in week two. I guess he's trending in the right direction. And you know, you just have this feeling that he's going to matter at some point during the year. So I would not drop him. Charbonnet is playing less than 30% of the snaps. And Ken Walker's playing fine. So I, I don't I I would want to have Charbonnet if I've got Walker on my team. And if you've got Charbonnet and you don't have Walker, maybe you can get something for him from the guy that's got Walker. Uh JSN, as I mentioned on I think Wednesday's show of I don't remember what the number was, like any receiver who's had eight or more targets through two games or this season, he's got the lowest A dot. Two and a half point uh two and a half yard A dot for JSN. So that's gonna have to come up. He can't be Rondell Moore. Uh, Geno Smith, Geno Smith or Jared Goff this week, guys. Goff, but both should play well. I've got Geno a spot higher. Geno or Dak? Geno. Geno. Geno, Goff, Dak are my 9, 10, 11 QBs. Ahead of Fields. Correct. Yep. If Jalen Waddle's out, Geno or Tua? Tua. I might go Geno. Okay. Uh, and then you said that the other, that the, you know, it's interesting. You said that there must starts Metcalf and Lockett. I get it. They're not really getting a lot of targets though. 11 targets in two games for Metcalf. He don't only missed a few snaps in week two. Lockett, I think has 13 targets in, in two games. Lockett, by the way, more than 68 yards in one of his last 13 games for Tyler Lockett. Well, he also left week one too. So Lockett did. Yeah. I don't and know he dropped a touchdown. All right, yeah, they're they're Metcalf and Lockett. You start them. Chargers at Vikings. Once again, Lockett is going to just crush his ADP, isn't he? Uh, Chargers at Vikings. Have we said it all with this game? Probably not. Uh, Herbert is is top seven. Dave has him fourth. Who's the best quarterback in this game? Cousins. Herbert. Who's the best running back in this game? If no Eckler, I'll take Kelly. I think I'm going to lean Kelly because I think Cam Akers might end up playing. How do you feel about Mike Williams? Must start. Yep. Number two receiver. Mike Williams or a running back in this game? Williams. Mike Williams or DJ Moore. That's so easy. Williams. Clearly Williams. Williams. I'm trying to think of a good one here. I'd start Williams over both Seattle guys. (laughs) Okay. So just start Williams. Oh, I know. I have I have a Mike Williams one. Puka Nakua. 
And I think my Puka. league is half PPR for what it's worth. But Puka. Puka in full PPR, Williams in the other formats. Okay. I'll take Puka in both. I'll just throw out some. I mean, we've talked so much about Kelly already, but um, Josh Kelly or I know you like, you guys both like him over Jerome Ford and Zach Moss. I know Jamie does. Yes. Dave? I'll probably end up going that way too. He plays a ton of snaps. He's not a terrible running back. He's fast. That's good. And the matchup's good. How about Jordan Addison or Josh Kelly? Addison. I think I'll take Addison in PPR. Jordan Addison or, uh, if you're taking Addison, then you're taking over Madison then. Um, All right. Yeah, this is just a game of starts, at least in the passing game. and Not in the DSTs. For Madison, let's see. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't start Tyler Algier in his 15 carries over Madison. No. Not unless we hear that Cam Akers is elevated to being the main guy. How about Madison or Javante Williams? <clears throat> Madison. I, I have Madison higher. Najee Harris. I currently have Madison higher. Right now, I, I would go Najee. Start Hawkinson. Any interest in Gerald Everett? Never. Don't play the DSTs. Last game is Dallas at Arizona. For Dallas, it's the big three. Oh, no. I guess I should include Ferguson in there, right? But Dak, man, is Dak, could Dak have a normal game, like a normal game script for once? It's <laughs> such a strange start to the season. You shouldn't feel confident starting Dak. The matchup is certainly easy, but they could run all over the Cardinals. They could use their defense to destroy the Cardinals. And... <laughs> You know, it's like he, he he's had games like this in the past where, you know, he plays very well, but he just going to get you that second touchdown. So I think if you have Dak, I wouldn't be making a move, but I like golf better. I like Gino better. I would still start fields over him because there's more upside. Um, All right. You know, so he'll be in my top 12 by default because Joe Burrow will fall out of that, even if he plays. So I, I, I think Dak's fine. I just don't think there's a high ceiling this week. I, I hear you on the upside for Fields. What keeps Dak ahead of Fields for me is the downside for Fields. Sure. Because I, I feel like Dak's safe for, like what we said about Brock Purdy, like somewhere around 20 fantasy points, maybe a little bit better than that. I, I'll just I'll just take the safe points with Dak. I feel like he's safer. And I think the Cardinals' defense isn't as bad as we've made him out to be. So they could actually make it a little bit tough on Dak where he is going to have to throw. But if he, he finishing with 225 yards and two touchdowns, Seems like the most likely result. Yeah, they just lost Buda Baker, and they played the Giants and the hey, Commanders. This and look at what the Giants ended up having to do. Well, I think that speaks more to the Giants than the Cardinals. <laughs> Probably hey. so, but still. Okay, week one against Washington. They had a lead on Washington. They were winning in the second half. Yeah, again, I think this step up in competition is going to matter. It's a huge step up. I admit that. Doesn't mean that Dak's just going to hand off 35 times. Well, remember earlier I said that James Conner in games where the Cardinals have gotten blown out or in tough matchups, he basically came through every time. I'll, I'll tell you on the flip side, Dak Prescott, last year, six games where they won by 10 or more points, he scored 22.8 or more uh, fantasy points in four of those six games. So that oh, was wow. good. And he's one of nice. two this year, and that's in six point per passing touchdown leagues. But I mean, you just saw like last week. Last week against the Jets was a was a pretty competitive game. I I would say for a while, whereas mm-hmm. the Giants game was not. The Giants game was out of hand by halftime. But he threw thirty eight times against the Jets. 
Probably not going to do that against the Cardinals. But start Pollard, start Lamb, and then Ferguson. How do we feel about Ferguson? Touchdown or bust Yep. Okay. You said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but again, no Buda Baker and a team that, for the most part, the last few years has been bad against tight Yeah. I, I would say so far, same thing. Waller had 76 yards. Logan Thomas had four for 43. That's a pretty good game for Logan Thomas. Uh, but Ferguson, I mean, Ferguson's been really terrible with his targets. Man. But like I said, fifth uh, most red zone and most green zone targets. Five green zone targets already for Ferguson. And then on the other side, it's just Connor who is start worthy. Uh, you just rewind to the one question for each game if you like. But I'll give you some James Connor or wide receivers. James Connor or Michael Thomas. Connor. Connor. James Connor or Jordan Addison. Addison. Connor. No, I might have Connor higher. James Conner or Garrett Wilson? Conner. Conner. Okay. All right, fellas. Well, we should probably spend a few Marquise minutes Brown. on Zach Ertz and Marquise Brown. Sorry. For a few seconds on Marquise. Yeah, I mean, Zach Ertz has gotten you're... six catches each of the last two weeks. It's hard yeah. to overlook that in PPR. Um, again, step up in competition. But in PPR, I think he's a, a, a decent low-end starter. Like I, I would start Kincaid over him. I know it's been a, a, a difference of performance. and the target certainly should favor Zach Ertz, but again, step up in competition. So just be careful, careful with it. And then Marquise Brown, look, he was great last week against, you know, a much different secondary. So, you, you know, Trayvon Diggs being out, maybe that helps some things and, and garbage time helps some things. So deeper leagues, number three receiver, that's fine, but I would lower expectations. Got a quote in here from the chat. I don't know what the context is, but don't throw it to stone hands. That's a great right, right. quote. You know that one, right? Okay. Dave, you're looking like you don't know that quote. Don't know it. Really? Necessary Roughness? I've watched that movie 25 times in my life, and I don't remember Stonehands. What? uh, What's that guy's name? Robert Loja. Don't throw it to Stonehands. Like, the way I've been coughing the last two weeks, I kind of sound like him. You're going to turn into (laughs) Robert Loja? (laughs) I love that movie. I would say that was the first football movie I ever saw. and uh, That one was? What's your top five football movies? Jerry Maguire is one. We know that. Yeah, not a sports movie. <laughs> Definitely Rudy and Remember the Titans. I'll, I'll say Remember the Titans one, Rudy two. <sighs> oh, this is Any tough. Given Sunday? No, that movie's overrated. Um, I would say probably Varsity Blues, Necessary Roughness, and Little Giants would, would be in the top five. No Longest Yard, huh? No, I don't think so. I'd rather watch the other ones. Am I missing any? What about you? Um, Remember the Titans is definitely one. Jerry Maguire's two. No. You can't tell me what is in is I can tell you. There's no football in it. There is plenty of football in it. Uh, any given Sunday, three. Programs up there, four. Oh. Um, wow, very different. And yeah, I guess Little Giants. I've never seen the program. Dave? You've never seen the program? No, I know. Is it good? Oh, go watch is it this good? weekend. If you're not going to the if you're not going to the Hurricanes game, watch You can watch the program. Uh, I'll try. Watch, I'm not saying don't don't skip your game, but you I'll try. I'll watch it while I drive. Uh, Dave, what are your top five? Waterboy is up there. Uh, I like any given Sunday. It's crazy, but I like it. Um, you got to uh, get that yard. The, the longest yard. Uh, Which one? One or two? The, the original. Um, you fight for that yard. Never yeah, remember that. the Titan. Oh, the, oh, I'm the replacements is definitely my top five. Oh, I just watched that the other night. I was, I was, uh, 
I was looking for something just to have on the background. <laughs> oh, great and background movie. It, it's 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 so so goofy. Dave, we're we gonna get the replacements in your top five. No, they're not in the top five. Okay, I'll put replacements in over Little Giants. My favorite thing about the replacements is just Madden and Summerall. Yeah, it's a, it's really a great movie. That Madden and Summerall are really funny in that for sure. And when when he does the telestrator on on Falco's like stupid so play. good. <laughs> and he's going around and boom and then he <laughs> so good so good I, you know what uh, oh oh my god wait wait I gotta amend my top five how do I leave out Bobby Boucher Dave said yeah Adam you know with 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 all your coughing you ought to get Dickie Valancourt to give you some delicious H2O I'm out alright I gotta go Uh, We'll talk to you on... Well, actually, with the mailbag. We'll talk to you uh, on the mailbag with Schneier. We'll have a new uh, bathroom-related nickname for him every week, hopefully. And have a great day, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you later on Fantasy Football. Thanks.